Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. This is a show that is designed to uplift, inspire, transform, to heal. It's a show that connects you to the true spirit that you are and all the possibilities that exist when we reconnect with the truth about ourselves. So it's just great having you here. I love doing these programs. They're inspirational for me, as I hope they are for you. And we need lots of inspiration in our lives these days. We kind of get uh, focused on things that create stress and uh, fear, and it's time to reconnect to love and joy. And that's what we're going to do today. Uh, Before I introduce my ambassador of joy, I just want to remind people, if you are listening and you like the show, please go over to my Facebook page, which is What Women Must Know, and that's the name for my other show on the PRN uh, network, What Women Must Know. So that's the Facebook page. Uh, Or you can go to my website, which is DrCherylSelman.com. And uh, both places, you can just opt into the website, like me over on my Facebook page, because then you will get all of the shows. They'll be archived, they'll be posted, they'll be emailed to you, and you won't have to miss one wonderful conversation. And I hope you'll be joining me and being a part of my community. So I'm going to introduce you to the Ambassador of Joy. And our uh, conversation today is how paralysis led to a transformation. We um, don't think about that. You know, when we're, when we're dealt some, some hands, um, when our cards of life have dealt us a hand that suddenly has totally changed everything, whether it was, uh, you know, a financial situation, a relationship situation, or in this case, a health crisis, it's hard to imagine how our life could ever be put back again in a way that perhaps is even better than before. And that's why I'm just so thrilled and have been so inspired by my guest today, Barry Shore, who had one of those uh, profound life experiences. So I'm just going to share a little bit about him before I welcome him to the show. In September 2004, Barry became a quadriplegic overnight from a rare disease. His journey to regain mobility pushed him to go mad, which means make a difference. He set out to build a platform to teach people to live in joy daily, no matter the situation. To that end, the Joy of Living Institute was born. Further, he um, attracted the talent to build a system that enables people to give money to their favorite cause. And Oprah even wrote about this in her magazine. So the mission is making everyday giving effortless and meaningful. So he founded the Keep Smiling movement, which has distributed millions of Keep Smiling cards for free. He nationally syndicated his nationally syndicated radio show and podcast, The Joy of Living, is heard worldwide by hundreds of thousands and has almost 2 million downloads in 16 months. In the process of recovering from full paralysis, Barry has become an avid swimmer and now swims two miles a day, six times a week, and has accumulated more than 7,603 miles of swim time. Over 12 years. I don't know how many times around the planet that is, but 
I'm sure he's uh, talking up some great statistics there. So it's my great pleasure to welcome this amazing ambassador of joy, Barry Shore, to the show today. Hello, Barry. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Now, Dr. Cheryl Selman, how can I say that all of the hundreds of thousands of people listening are every single one of them is good-looking? Because by definition, if they tuned in to listen to you, they are always looking for and finding the good. And that's the definition of a good-looking person, looking for and finding good. That's what you're all about, and that's what you channel, and I'm so honored and humbled to be here today to share with everybody listening the um, the interesting story and the benefits to the people listening, because people only turn in, tune in for one reason only. What's in it for them? And I don't blame them. So we're here to be of service. What can we do to help you become the best you possible? Because when you're the best you, you make the planet a better place, the kind of place we all want to live in. So thank you, Dr. Selman, for the opportunity. Well, we do have a lot of good-looking people on this program, Barry. I'm so glad you noticed that because that's what this program attracts, and that's what the purpose is, right, to create and spread the message that, you basically have living your life by. So let's um, let's let's go in and, and talk a little bit about this journey that unfolded for you. I, I want to ask you first of all, before this event, which we're going to get into, occurred, what was your life like? What were you doing? So it, the the pre now we'll call it uh, the prenuptials before I got married to my mission. Uh, was very simple. Uh, my mission started at the age of 55, September 17, 2004, as you said, and we'll talk about that. But prior to that, thank God, I had already lived a very full, happy, joy-filled life in the sense that I, was, I am a successful serial entrepreneur. I had two multimillion-dollar exits. Uh, one of the companies that I helped start and build is still today a $4 billion company that services people around the world. I've had three United States patents issued to, in my name. Uh, I'm married, thank God, now 44 years, happily, to the same woman. And we have uh, one child, a son, who's 32, and he's married to a wonderful woman, and they have given us two grandsons. One is who is three years old, and the other is five months. So at the time, um, we were married 29 years. My son was not yet married, but I was living the life that everybody would like to read about in books. Oh, my gosh, look at this guy. He's robust. He's happy. He's healthy. He's uh, successful in business. He has a wonderful family and uh, friends and all the accoutrements, all the trappings of everything in life that people would label as success. I lived it to the full. And then, of course, life happens. <laughs> Real life. <laughs> yeah, right. Every, now, by the way, I, I must tell people in advance, up to that point, I had also had bumps in the road. My life was a bed of roses, but in all the, you know, when you have roses, you also have thorns. So in the course of 55 years, I had not only built businesses and done very well, I had also lost a lot of money because that's nature of business and taking um, calculated risks and, and working together with people. I had also had, uh, at the age of 24, 
uh, I was headed to a um, very large group in New York City. I was in Boston, Massachusetts at the time. I had just come back from living in Europe for three years, from the ages of 19 to 22, 23. And back in Boston, I had opened up a store on the most fashionable street in Boston, which was like Fifth Avenue in New York or Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. It's called Newbury Street for anybody in the Boston area. Uh, but suffice it to say, we were going on a, it was a Saturday night, and we were going in June to a uh, something called the Boutique Show, the National Boutique Show, because what we were doing, we made uh, clothing, bags, hats, um, pillows, and things out of old Oriental rugs that we were buying in Europe and then shipping over to the United States because it was relatively inexpensive in those days to do that. This is back in 19, what, um, yeah, imagine that last century. <laughs> Cheryl, I'm saying mm-hmm. it was the last century. It was 1971 or something around that area, 71, 72. And we were headed to this boutique show because I had been written up in magazines and we had a good gig going. It was a nice business. And on the way to the show, Saturday night, must have been on 1230 midnight, going into New York, so the New York three-way, um, on, you know, heading 60 miles an hour. And in those days, not many people wore seatbelts. Um, and a fellow fell asleep at the wheel of his car, and he was driving a huge Buick going the other way. The car jumped over the median and hit my Volkswagen Beetle head-on, and I was not wearing a seatbelt. And suffice it to say, you're hearing my voice today, but at the time, it did not look like I was going to live. Not only was it in doubt if I was going to live, my entire face was filled with glass from the uh, windshield, and my femur, the femur is also called the thigh bone, so the femur, mm-hmm. my right femur, had been smashed in several places, and my leg was swinging like a gate, and I had not yet lost consciousness. I was still conscious, but that was a, um, put it this way, that was a traumatic, dramatic and very um, life-changing moment that preceded the one uh, 30 years later when I became fully paralyzed. But suffice it to say, I'm going to make the story much brighter than it sounds right now, is that uh, this happened in a place called Westchester, New York, which is a very upscale, very fine area in terms of uh, medical facilities. And I was operated on immediately by some remarkable physicians, uh, surgeons, and they put into my body some brand-new metal items that were just being tested at the time. And suffice it to say, they're able to save my leg, save my thigh bone, and with the help of these metal plates, which are each about 12 inches long, and 10 screws in each plate, putting my bones together, over the course of the next three years, I had two more operations. But suffice it to say, through prayer, and therapy, and a lot of love, a lot of therapy, and a lot of love, a lot of prayer, I was able, after two years, I was able to walk without a limp and then run by the third year, and you would never know by looking at me, meeting me, that I had ever been through anything like that. In terms of a physical situation, in terms of a spiritual situation, I was in a transformational mode because I people, mm. other people call it a near-death experience, I call it a near-life experience in the sense that you literally touch the essence of life when you're on the edge. 
and I was on the edge. And I was like that for mm-hmm. a long, a while. And um, it made, uh, thank God, a good impression on me. And at the time, I was living well in the sense that I wanted to do the best I could in the world. I wanted to be of benefit. I wanted to make sure that my life was not just involved with how much money I could make or where we were going to live and things like that. So I was oriented towards growth in the physical, mental, and spiritual worlds, and I, thank God, was able to blossom until the next event, which was, as you pointed out, December 17th to 004, when I was standing up in the morning, like I hope 99.99% of everybody here, hale and hearty, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound, and in the evening completely paralyzed, but it was not from an automobile accident like before, not from uh, a spinal injury, a rare disease. Literally never heard of it before that day. It's all it's known as Guillain-Barre syndrome or French polio. Took it over my body and said, okay, Barry Shore, I think I need your attention again. That's what the universe was saying or the creator. So I need your attention again and um, let's have a meditative time together for the next few years while we figure out what you're going to do. How's that for a backstory? Wow, that's a great backstory. I mean, I so you so this event that happened in that car crash was actually uh, uh, one of those profound spiritual awakening experiences for you. Something Absolutely. you know, something you connected with something greater for your time here through that and that first experience, which helped to guide you in your life. And I would imagine in the choices and the businesses and just in your relationships, just everything would have been impacted by that in, insightful awakening that happened through that first, that first experience. There's, there's no question. And yet I will say to everybody with complete transparency, as good as I wanted to be, I still was not as sensitive as I should have been in retrospect, not as caring in turn, you know, in all the personal relationships. I, I still messed up. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. okay. But, but well, the point is, yes, he, he, I was, I was inspired because here, this happened at the age of 24. I did not just take it as a given that, oh, I'm going to be fine again because you never know with life. Uh, but I was yeah. moving inexorably towards, as you introduced the show in the beginning, living an uplifting life and an inspirational life, a transformative life. And I was, I was and still am a seeker of truth. That is what motivates me and has allowed me to be able to concisely and clearly, and I believe in a compelling way, uh, talk to people about what I call the three fundamentals of life. May I tell you what the three fundamentals are, according to me? Oh, yes, absolutely. So this is how I've been able to formulate the three fundamentals based on first situation and all the things attendant thereon. And now in these past uh, 15 plus years of this situation, and the three fundamentals of life are, number one, life has purpose. (laughs) The purpose-driven life is the essence of why we are here. Life is an acronym, we'll use a lot of them throughout the show, that stands for living inspirationally for eternity. Because when you recognize that you're not, that you are only here for a finite time, 
but your impact upon the world is infinite and extends far beyond you, then you want to live to the full. So living inspirationally for eternity, life has purpose. The corollary of that is if life has purpose, then one can go mad. Now, just be blunt. When I was in the hospital the first time, and I am immobile, and nobody knew for at least the first 18 hours if I was going to even live, let alone walk again, um, that was a time of going mad. When I was in the hospital and then later completely paralyzed for years, I went mad. But in this case, I was able to transform it and reframe it. So mad, as you point out at the beginning, stands for go make a difference. I am here mm-hmm. on this earth to make a difference. And the third part of this, the third fundamental of life is to uncover and unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms, because it's our words, Dr. Cheryl Selman, who you know better than almost anybody. It's our words connected to our thoughts, of course, clear thoughts, good thoughts, clear good words, and clear good deeds, thoughts, words, and deeds aligned when you think in a wonderful, positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant way, and you speak that way and act that way, you transform life, your own and everybody around you. So as the simplest example, here, right now, most people, almost everybody in the world uses the Internet. Correct? That's just the way it is. If you ask anybody, what does WW stand for in the Internet, they'll tell you, well, it has to do with the operating system or how it's posted. I don't know, but it has nothing to do with the Internet. And factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, Cheryl, the world of the positive, the purposeful, the powerful, and the pleasant, WWW stands for what a wonderful world. So whenever anybody from now forward sees those letters, WWW, or you hear them, right away your brain's going to think, what a wonderful world. That's the kind of transformation we want to have by unlocking the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. So those are the three fundamentals. Life has purpose. Go mad, go make a difference, and uncover the secrets and the power of everyday words and terms. And we want to go into that because it's so powerful, you know. But I mean, I want to go back to that event in 2004 so we can give people the whole story. But I just have to say that the uh, science of neuroplasticity has acknowledged that how we think, the words we speak, and how we interpret situations literally is changing our brain and changing our brain in a way that it can fire in a manner that changes our perception of reality. And I have learned a really long time ago, Barry, that truth, where I have been very mindful of the words that come out of my mouth, how I frame things. For instance, I have eliminated any phrase, any word that has the word dire definite, right? So it's like, yeah. you know, people go, oh, these shoes are killing me. I would I would never say that now. Very I mean, I, I've good. Used it for decades, I yeah. would never say it because there are no idle words. And, I mean, these are old teachings. These are teachings, you know, that, you know, the, you know, from Carnegie and before. These are teachings that have been told to us. For eons of time, now we have the, neuro, the, the, the neuroscience that validates how our brain is firing as a result of 
the words we speak and even what you're what you're doing and giving this reinterpretation of words makes an impact and we will think differently about those words which will affect our brain how it fires and how therefore we receive and perceive reality so it's Absolutely. very powerful what you're doing very powerful i mean you do Thank it you. in a way that's fun and it's a way that you know makes an impact but it is really profound what you are sharing with people because they're never the same again. Whether they believe it or not, they will never see those words again in the same way. Right. And what Dr. Selman is sharing with us right now, this NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, is so wondrous because we all have a brain. And our brains, as you know, Dr. Selman, we have 50 billion brain cells and we have a trillion synapses connecting them all. And the brain is there for more than just deciding what kind of latte you want this morning. So let's talk about two amazing words that literally change the entire being. And if you learn to say these two words consciously and conscientiously, and those important factors, consciously and conscientiously, you say these two words three times a day for the rest of your life, you will not only transform yourself, but everybody around you. Not in the moment, but it takes time, but you'll do it. And these two words are, drum roll, chant fair, da-da-da-da. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What does thanks stand for? Thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. The Dalai Lama has been quoted as saying, and I read in his writings, be kind whenever possible. And it's always possible. (laughs) (laughs) So kind is also a great acronym that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. So let's take a look at this idea of thank you. Let's say we're not in the pandemic anymore and people go out and about and everything they do. You go to your coffee shop and you order your fancy latte for $5.25 and somebody brings it to you. Of course you say, thank you. You go to your coffee shop and you order your latte and nobody brings it to you. You go to the counter and say, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot. And they bring it to you. And a few more minutes go by and you still they bring it to you. You still say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop and it's raining. Somebody holds the door open for you. Thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop and it's raining. Somebody slams the door on you. Thank you. You're in driving on the freeway and you're late for an appointment. Somebody cuts you off. You say, thank you. You get up in the middle of the night, you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, thank you. To harmonize and network kindness. When kindness is part of your being, we say, think, thank. Now, THINK is another great acronym that stands for to harness insightful neural connections. To harness insightful neural connections. And when you use those insightful neural connections and you use it to harmonize and network kindness, you're doing exactly what you said. No idle words, no negative words. You're using your mind. You're manifesting insightful noble deeds. And you are creating the kind of world that everybody wants to live in. I want to live in Dr. Selman's world because she uses positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant words. I want to, you want to live in, your, in that world. You want to live in the world where you're expressing yourself in the most positive way p- possible. And you can do it. It just it takes time. You know, it's very funny. You, 
you just mentioned, I thought of this as we're talking, Dr. Selman. Um, there are many people today that are say, saying, I don't want uh, white sugar. I don't want processed flour, which is very good, by the way, in terms of the, the physical body. By the same token, to use thank you and to think thank and to use the words that cause benefit in the world is even more beneficial to the physical, mental, and spiritual being than not using sugar. You see, because you want to not doing something is great. Replacing it with something positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant is the better way to move. So no white sugar. Okay, don't just keep pouring gobs of honey in. You don't have to learn how to motive, uh, work your words. But when you become part and parcel of these great acronyms like think and thank and mind and kind and, oh, I think you might like this one a lot, where one of the greatest of all acronyms is the one that's inspired by the song, What a Wonderful World. So whenever I hear that or anybody hears, you know, Satchmo, Louis Armstrong, enable that song to go viral, right? Hundreds of millions of people, maybe billions of people around the planet know the song. And the minute you hear the opening bars, uh, I have birds of thing, right? You start to smile. and You can't help but smile, right? So smile, everybody, is one of the most important, powerful, positive, pleasant acronyms you'll ever remember. And it's so simple because SMILE stands for Seeing Miracles in life every day. <laughs> I love it. I love that one. Day. So when yeah, when you can begin to open your eyes and see the miraculous in your life, then your life, as you said in the beginning, is uplifted, inspired. You become inspiring. You become not just transformed. You become a transformer. Now, when people come over to me, when I do my talks and things like that around the world, whether it's 50 people or 5,000 people, or like right now, maybe 500,000 people eventually listen to the podcast, people invariably raise their hand and they come over to me and say, but Mr. Shore, I've been up for hours where I haven't seen any miracles. And I ask them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you see? Do you have water to drink? Do you have food to eat? Do you have a place to sleep? Do you have family? Do you have friends? <gasps> Those are all miracles. Hmm. And when you mm-hmm. see them like that, when you understand mm-hmm. that they are miraculous, then your whole being is transformed. Now, what the simple proof of that, of course, is what? A million plus people did not get out of bed this morning. They died. <laughs> you didn't die. You're listening to this. Yay! <laughs> Millions of people around the planet, especially now with the pandemic, can't get out of bed. They're infirm. You're you, Me. I couldn't get out of bed for years. For me, it still takes me 10 minutes to get out of bed in the morning. But guess what? I can get out of bed. (gasps) Wow. And wow is a great acronym, by the way. It stands for words of wonder or words of wisdom. But I got to share with you, tell you, my my eight-year-old niece asked me a couple weeks ago. She says, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile S-M-I-E-L? And I thought about it, I said, smile, smile. Why not? I asked her, how come? Because she says, then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the mouth of faith. Isn't it wonderful? (laughs) Isn't it wonderful the impact you're having? 
yes, that's what's so, wonderful. How you're spreading well, this, you know, this in your own unique way, this this shift of consciousness. So, Barry, let's go back to September 2004 because you had no indication, no symptoms of anything that was going on in your body, I gather, right? Is that true? Right. You didn't have any headaches. You didn't, there was nothing unusual happening for you right. before. The, okay. So uh, so you... you um, so so you woke up? Is that you just woke up on, on well, actually, September morning? It was, it was even more interesting in the sense that, wow, listen to this. Oh, well, I get up in the morning. It was uh, September 17th. I get up. I'm doing what I do, and it's beautiful, magnificent day because it's fall. I live in Venice Beach, California, and just life is great. I just come back from overseas with my 17-year-old son. We have been away for five weeks bonding, you know, that sort of stuff. And we had done all kinds of stuff for hiking and kayaking and being with friends overseas, just all kinds of stuff. We visited Paris on the way home. And I get up and uh, get dressed and I go. It happens to be that uh, I'm Jewish and it was the second day of the Jewish New Year called Rosh Hashanah. And I went to the synagogue like a lot of Jews do. And I come home for the late afternoon meal and I came home, I said, I'm a little bit tired. You know, we just come back three days before from traveling overseas and being away for weeks. So I went to lie down and uh, just had a very simple lunch, lie down. And hours or so later, I got up because I want to go back to the synagogue for a while. And uh, got up and stood up. And you ready for this, Cheryl? I fell down. Now, I hope hmm. that you've never fainted in your life. Fainting is a very interesting situation because when you faint and you just fall, everything just drops out from you. You can't catch yourself. It's not like you're stumbling. When you faint, it just goes and you're, you're on the ground. So I, I fell down and I fainted. And it was a bit weird, but I pulled myself up. I said, that's odd. But I, got, I managed to get dressed and said, okay, maybe I'm very, very tired. Got dressed, walked to the front of the house, sat down in a chair, <laughs> literally within the next, I don't know, 60 seconds, I realized that I couldn't move my arms or my feet or my body. And I called out to my son. My son's name is Ezra, 17 years old. I said, Ezra, uh, Papa can't move. He comes in and says, what do you mean? I said, I, I can't move. Please call Dr. Cars. That's my, uh, my actually, this Dr. Cars, there's two Dr. Cars, it's Doctor's Cars. So call Dr. Cars, he's around the corner, he's a close friend, comes over and he looks at me and he says, hmm, he has a, a dry sense of humor. You don't look so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably a little bit of shock. And he calls his brother, Dr. Cars, who's my attending physician, and says, well, uh, get him to the hospital. And it's either a massive potassium deficiency, which can cause temporary paralysis, or it's something called Guillain-Barre syndrome, which I had never oh, heard wow. of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, also called French polio. And so they called the taxi. Uh, everybody listening, we called the taxi because Uber didn't exist. We're talking, it's so interesting, Dr. Selman, we're talking to a world that almost can't imagine that Uber doesn't exist or things like that that we call a taxi cab. <laughs> they took me to the hospital, and, um, you know, there's very little internet even. But they uh, me to the hospital, and I told my wife and son, look, bring me to the hospital. You go home. I'm sure I'll be home the next day. I mean, who has 
paralysis for the rest of their life. Um, but um, I was in the hospital, and that night, I don't know how, even how I got to sleep. They must have given me something. Uh, but I'm completely, at that point, completely paralyzed. And the next morning, I have this very interesting woman looking at me very close, maybe about four inches from my face. And she looks at me, and she says, Mr. Shaw, can you hear me? I could barely speak. So I, she said, just blink your eyes if you can hear me. So I blink my eyes. And uh, she said, my name is Dr. So-and-so. I'm the attending neurologist on the weekend, and um, we have to run some tests. We have something very serious. It could be fatal. Are you with me? So I blinked my eyes, yes. And from that point on, stuff was happening. People came, picked me up, moved me, because I'm just a bunch of chloroplasm, and brought me apparently to an ICU, and they did these um, spinal taps without anesthesia, and everybody's applauding because they found out what exactly it is. They, they were definitive of something called Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS for the cognoscenti, and now they think they know how to take care of me and put me on some sort of, um, uh, it's called blood plasma, and do, uh, do transfers and such, which doesn't uh, change anything. It, does, it just arrests the uh, paralysis so it doesn't go into my lungs and kill me. Because, by the way, interesting enough, 5% of people who get this die. I didn't die. 80-plus percent of people who get this in some form regain almost all, 100% of their abilities within 6 to 12 months. I didn't have that. I'm, I'm in the, the, the 10 15% that have lingering effects, and I'm in the group that has some very lingering effects. So, so essentially, I am today a paraplegic. My upper body works fairly well. Um, I can't open and close my fingers like regular people, which is interesting because when I swim, I need to swim with flotation devices on my legs so they don't sink, because otherwise I couldn't move. And I have to wear paddles on my hands to move the water, because otherwise I can't move my body through the water. I need to use a snorkel when I'm on my tummy or else I'm going to drown, because I can't move my head too easily. But as you mentioned in the beginning, not only am I, because of the uh, many hours of uh, therapy that I got involved with, which was sometimes three hours a day, Cheryl, three hours a day, mm -hmm. five days a week for years, and I did it in what's called aquatic, aquatic therapy in the pool. I'm here in Southern California. Mm -hmm. We have lots of pools. And one of my close neighbor friends comes running over to me when I come home from the hospital, again, paralyzed, brought into the house. He came over and said to me, I'm going to have you up and walking within a year. I said, great. I mean, I didn't say it like that because I could barely speak. But suffice it to say that um, he told me he's the world's leading aquatic therapist. And you know how I know it's true? Because he told me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you didn't know that. You didn't yeah. even know that he was your neighbor. That he well, was, I knew he was. Yeah, neighbors. I, I knew he was involved with, with uh, healing. I didn't know exactly what he did. But suffice it to say, he got me in the water. And it's true because when you're doing aquatic therapy as opposed to on land, uh, the, the, the whole process of gravity just causes the body to have a whole different uh, response. So, again, after years of being in water, I was actually able to move my arms over my shoulders um, behind my back because I was doing – I was on my mm -hmm. back at the time. And I one day I just started moving my arms once and twice, and I was able to move and did a lap and then five laps and then ten laps. And within mm -hmm. six months I had swum a mile. And that first mile 
just kept me going. So, uh, as I said, over 7,603 miles as of today, which, by the way, is swimming from my home in Venice Beach, California, to Hawaii, and from Hawaii down to (laughs) Fiji, and from Fiji down to Sydney, Australia. How's that? (laughs) I figured it was a long distance. It's a long distance, (laughs) yeah. But it's beautiful in the sense that, A, I can do it, I, I can barely walk, by the way, still and all, just the just basic statistics. So I was in hospital for many months. I was in a hospital bed in my own home for two years. I couldn't turn over by myself. I was in a wheelchair for four years. I had braces on both my legs, my hips to my ankles, and that was progress. Today, I'm actually able to be vertical and ambulatory with the use of a six-and-a-half-foot walking wand made for me by a Zen master. Uh, so I'm a triped, not a biped. Mm-hmm. But I still can't mm-hmm. walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. And I have help mm-hmm. 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you mm-hmm. hear my voice, positive, mm-hmm. purposeful, powerful, mm-hmm. and pleasant, mm-hmm. because I mm-hmm. can see miracles in life every day. Mm-hmm. So, Barry, did something happen to you during that time when you were quadriplegic? I mean, you must have... First of all, it had to have been a total shock because it was like one moment you were fine and the next moment you were a quadriplegic, you know? I mean, that's a shock. That's a, a shock yeah. to have to adjust to, right, you know? Yes. Um, right. Which, which, you know, for for most people, maybe all people who have that kind of dramatic transformation of functioning into being totally helpless, that must have been difficult at for a period of time, and I'm wondering what happened, if if that is true, um, was there a moment when something happened for you during this event that allowed you to have this whole joie de vie for life and this passion for life and so purpose? The, the simple answer is that Dr. Cheryl Selman is a very intuitive, insightful, and um, remarkably caring person. So the simple answer is yes. And I'll give you the story. It happened about, I think, three weeks or so into the hospital, my first stay in the hospital. I was there for many months in different hospitals, but this hospital was there for about three weeks or so. And I'm being moved around for tests routinely. People pick me up. I mean, I can't do anything, just protoplasm. So this one particular nurse, it was a male nurse, interesting enough, been with me now three or four days, and he's wheeling me back to my room. And um, he bends down and he asks me, he says, Mr. Shore, can I ask you a personal question? Now, again, everything about me was compromised, so I could barely speak above a whisper. I said, yes, or something like that. And he asked me, he said, look, this is my specialty. I work with people in your situation regularly. I've never met anybody who's not bitter or angry. How come you're not bitter or angry? And I realized at that moment, Cheryl, that he was asking me the great existential question, which is, why me? Why did you do this to me, God? But I wasn't asking that. I was asking, why me? I'm just a look. I'm a nice guy. I'm a good guy. Okay, God, I've done stuff. What is it you want from me? What am I? I'm just a regular person. What am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to 
have happened with my life. I don't know if I'm ever going to walk again. I'm not moving. What am I supposed to do? And at that point, Cheryl, that moment, I had a calm that came over me that I had never known in 55 years on the planet. Complete, total calm and awareness. So, it, so something happened since a profound spiritual moment occurred. Yeah, that was my epiphany. That was my aha. And aha, I have since learned, stands for awake, hearken, and arise. So I was awakened. I was hearkening. Mm-hmm. I was trying to listen. And now I had to arise to the moment. I had to now do something. Life has purpose. Even if you're a quad, what are you going to do? You're going to have pity party? Okay, it's, you know, not unreasonable, right? That's not what I wanted to do. It's not what I was designed for. That's not what happened. And thank God I've been able to be of benefit, at least I hope so, to my family, friends, and hundreds of thousands of people around the world. We've We've created and built something called the 11 strategies for living in joy daily. 11 strategies that I've used because I've done a lot of research and my own life experiences and, and know that if you work with these 11 strategies, and they're simple, the genius of this is that it's, they're fun, they're easy, they work. And when you use them, and they're available on my website, uh, you know, I'm sure you're going to tell people the website, but just in case people want to know. Well, we'll tell them right now. It's BarryShore.com. Dot com, right. right? WWW, what a wonderful world, dot BarryShore.com. So you go there and you can take this wonderful thing called uh, what color is your stress? Because everybody in the world lives with stress. We'll talk about that in a moment. Take the what color is your stress. It's free. You get details about it. And you learn about the 11 strategies, which are free. And you go to the Facebook group, which is called the Joy of Living. And there's just so much material there that's free, that's accessible, that can give anybody, I mean anybody in any situation. Look, that's the reason we tell the story. Because my situation is sort of, okay, <laughs> if you can do it. I can do it. You can do this. When you use the strategies, any one of them, and you begin to utilize them in your life, you do what Dr. Selman has learned, and there are no idle words because one of the strategies is your words matter. Another strategy is get uncomfortable. You hear that, Cheryl? Get uncomfortable. (laughs) Another strategy is what you were talking about in the beginning. Don't complain don't blame. There's a strategy called always do your best. There's no need to prove yourself. Happy by choice. Six of the most important words that anybody could ever hear from others or from themselves, which is even more important because we know self-talk is the most powerful and important talk there is, right? So the six most important words you'll ever hear from yourself hopefully, but other people, is choice, not chance, determines your destiny. People in my situation, uh, I've learned and I've taught and I've, I've helped, thank God, many hundreds of people in 
difficult situations, diagnosis is not destiny. Very important when you're mm-hmm. speaking to somebody who is in a, a difficult physical, mental, uh, emotional, spiritual situation. Diagnosis is not destiny because choice, not chance, determines your destiny. That's one of the 11 mm-hmm. strategies. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. And when you learn to utilize these and, and internalize these and, and make them part of your life, and again, they're not just easy they're, and they work. They're fun. Fun happens to be one of my, I like four-letter words, Cheryl. Live, <laughs> life, grow, give, hope, help, holy, free. Those are four-letter words, right? I like four-letter words. But my favorite four-letter word is the F-U four-letter word, which is fun. When people say, but Mr. Shore, fun is only spelled with three letters. Not in my world. In the world of positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, we spell it F-U, capital N, capital N, fun. So when you see people after listening to this podcast, put a big smile on your face. Remember what that stands for. And a gleam in your eyes. You point your finger and say, F-U, everybody. But remember to add capital N, capital N. <laughs> and they say, where did you get that? I said, well, Dr. Selman had this guy on. Very sure he said, F you, everybody. So I want F you to go around the world. I want people to point F you, capital N, capital N. <laughs> so those are the 11 strategies. They are so important. And, again, this gives me life. And when I, get, I have life, I Share it with others. This is what I'm here for. So, did so you had that spiritual moment, the peace that surpasses all peace, right? And and, and then, did you start getting downloads? Did you start getting information of how you were going to find this greater purpose in life, or did was it a random connection with someone or a book? What happened then, Barry? Well, as you know, nothing in life is random, but I know what you mean. But the, the, we, we also have this wonderful movement called the Keep Smiling Movement. And Keep Smiling is one of the 11 strategies. Um, matter of fact, it's what we call the 11th, but you can do them in any order. So the first strategy is smile, seeing miracles in life every day. And the last of the, of the strategies, but again, they're not in a hierarchical order, is Keep Smiling. Because... The smile is that great uh, connection with people that transcends language, transcends cultures. A smile is that which costs nothing but gives so much, and it it enriches everybody who receives it. It it, it takes a moment, but as you know, Cheryl, sometimes that memory lasts a lifetime. That's what a smiling is about. So I had a friend who sent me a Keep Smiling card. This actually precedes my situation. This, uh, this was about 18, 19 years ago. So about four or five years before I became paralyzed, I got a card in the mail uh, that read, keep smiling on the front, and about five or six verses or sentences about the value of a smile on the back. So I called my friend, and I said, this is great. Thank you. Do you mind if I copy it? And he laughed, and he said, hello, Shore. Why do you think I sent it to you? I knew you would. Yeah, do it. <laughs> so I went to the printer, and I got a hundred cards made. And lo and behold, with less than a week, six days, I had given out 100 cards. And it was wonderful. And invariably, everybody I gave one to 
just loved it. Actually, a lot of people, I'd say about 20 of them, said, can I have more than one? I didn't want to give everybody a stack, so I just gave a couple. And gone within six days. So I went back to the printer. I said, Danny, can I have a 1000 Give me a price. So give me a price for a 1000 And those 1000 I'm happy to tell you, Cheryl, they were given out in less than 30 days. So here hmm. we have, in, in less than, what, 35, 36 days, we're giving out 1,100 cards, and people were asking for more. Uh, can I have 10? Can I have 20? Can I? I mean, this is great. And I went back to Danny and said, okay, tell me how much for 10000 So I printed out 10000 And lo and behold, <laughs> within six months, we had given out 10000 because that was a we. It wasn't me anymore. You hear it? It transformed into we. People were asking for them, 10, 20, 30, 50. I had people in different parts of the country, can you mail me 50, 20? So it was great. 10,000 were gone in six months. Now it's time to really do something. Okay. I bit the bullet. I said, Danny, give me a price for 100,000. 100,000 of these keep smiling. We did it. Now this took a bit longer, but now we also built a website and uh, fast forward to what you said, we've given out over 2 million Keep Smiling cards, Cheryl, in 27 <laughs> different languages, all for free. <laughs> the cards are free. I have to, I pay for the printing, but I have to charge people for postage because the government charges me. But you, you can get them for free. Just go on the website and just click on Keep Smiling. You can order them. And even now what we've done, because we're in the digital age, you can go on to the website and click Keep Smiling, and you can send Keep Smiling cards and other cards that we have, which the positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant messages, for free. All around the world, we have hundreds and hundreds of people sending. Some people send 10 a day just because. It just Every day, because they want people to feel it. And by the way, because of the corona thing, we've had an uptick and probably, I don't know, maybe an extra 30,000 cards have gone out in the past couple of weeks on the website for free. So just go to www.whatawonderfulworld.barryshore.com, <laughs> click on Keep Smiling, and just you'll see all the famous people who have been taking photos with the Keep Smiling card. But the most famous person to have the Keep Smiling card is you. You, the listener, go there, give them out, order them, do it, and because it is good for you because you care most about you, and it's good for everybody you know. When you're the best you possible, you make the world a better place, and that's the genius of listening to Dr. Cheryl Selman's podcast. It makes everybody better. Well, so that sounds great. Everyone, I'm sure, will be checking into your website and getting those Keep Smiling cards, which is a brilliant idea. And now that it's digital, we can just flip them all over the place. But uh, let me ask you this final question, Barry. You've, you've, you've had such an impact. And, I mean, you're speaking now all over the world. You're inspirational. You're uplifting. You know, you're really making a difference in the world. What is the, the, the next the next step for you? What's the next big picture for you? What, where do you see your, you taking this work, or how is this work going to expand? Okay, so we have in process right now two pieces. They're running on parallel tracks. The first one is the book that's coming out, God willing, in the next 62 days, which is called Stress Kills Joy. 
breath is the most commonly searched for term on the Internet right now, Cheryl, after COVID and pandemic. Stress is affecting every single person's life. Now, stress is an amazing acronym. It has two pieces to it. It can either stand for stomach-turning reality, enabling self-sabotage, because that's what happens, right? It's a stomach-turning reality. Mm-hmm. I lost my job. I lost my home. I lost my dad. I lost. I lost. I lost. Ah! Stress. Stress can also be stomach-turning reality. Same situation. Enabling self-success. What do you do with what is at hand? If you can take that stomach-turning reality and live with it and have courage, go find the 11 strategies to, to make yourself the better person, to find the purpose, to make the difference, to utilize whatever the forces are so that under all circumstances, all the systems you have patience, then you can be a transformed and transformative being. So coming out with the book, the other thing is what we're doing right now is we've initiated a program to what's called Train the Thousand to Train the Thousand. So we will be hitting a, a, the goal of one million people utilizing the 11 strategies for living in joy daily within the next nine years because we're training right now as we speak one thousand people in the 11 strategies to in turn train each one's going to train a thousand so that will give us a million people when you have that kind of dynamic happening on a daily basis we will be transforming ourselves and transforming the planet absolutely that's a powerful energy when you get a million people operating with that positive energy every day and sharing it that's you know that's the power to bring a new future into a, yes. the present time and share as several will tell everybody because she got it from me and i urge you to share it stands for spreading happiness and rejuvenating energy <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely that's a wonderful vision and and, and and you will do it. You, you, yes. I, no doubt. No doubt. We'll do it sooner than you think. Uh, God willing. And you're helping because you're yeah. helping. Yes. Yes. I am. And, and I want to support what you're doing because it's so much fun. <laughs> F you and N. Right. <laughs> I mean, F that's you, the, that's, Cheryl. <laughs> F you. F <laughs> but um but that's you know that that's it it can be so simple just to have that effusive energy that you have Barry that's so contagious that is energetically changing people's energy field right it's contagious it's yes. contagious it's it's the best uh, pandemic that we know of Yes, is a, it definitely is. It's a it's a good meme virus to spread around. Yeah, well said, kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so beautiful that such an inspirational journey that you've been sharing with us, Barry, and and it's just uh, making such a huge impact 
around the world. It's so inspirational. And I, I know you've inspired all of us by listening to you, and you feel that joy and that excitement in your voice. So, you know, I've talked to you before, and it's always the same joy and enthusiasm and kindness in your voice that you it's just who you are and it's wonderful you're out there radiating it in the world so i just want to encourage people to go to your website barryshore.com pretty easy and there they will find all of these uh, possibilities and opportunities to spread joy and they can become uh, ambassadors of joy in their lives and keep smiling going around the world. Well said. Outstanding. Can I, may I give you a hug in front of these hundreds of thousands of people right now? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the best hug I got today. you know you're such a joy you are such a joy Barry and um, you know for someone to go from perfectly healthy to perfectly helpless (laughs) to turn that into a profound spiritual healing mission is an absolute inspiration so you've just uplifted all of us today and I am really so so grateful for who you are, for what you're bringing into the world, and what you brought to us today. Thank you so much for this beautiful mission you're on. And thank you to everybody. Remember, thanks to Harmonize and Network Kindness. I think we'll all remember that. We'll all be thinking and and uh, aware of our words in uh, new ways now. We'll be much more mindful of what we say and how we say and what they mean. And thank you for that, because I know it has certainly made an impact on me with words and how you interpret them. So uh, thank you for that work and for bringing all this joy into the world, Barry. Wishing you the greatest, greatest happiness, greatest joy. Back at you, kids. Thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. So thank you. Thank you, Barry Shore. Thank all of you listening. I so appreciate you spending this time with me and come back every week. Remember, just go to my Facebook page, What Women Must Know. Like me there. You'll get both of my shows, What Women Must Know and The Love Code, posted or my website, Dr. Cheryl Selman. See, Barry's infected me already. And uh, and uh, you will be able to um, get emails with the links to all those shows. So there's lots more in store as well. And until next week, may you fill your week with love, peace, and happiness. Bye for now.